and welcome to another episode of Gaming Broadcast, the official podcast of GamingBroadly.com. I'm your host, Jamie Dale, the main broad over at Gaming Broadly, and today I am joined for our series on developer doldrums by Heidzeek. Heidzeek is a two-person team made up of Michael Savage Benoit and Ben Cohen. Michael Savage Benoit is a game designer and dog enthusiast from Fairfax, Virginia, and Ben is a music composer and banjo enthusiast from Orlando, Florida. What started out as a high school friendship has, eight years later, become a beautiful relationship culminating in Heidzeek, an indie game studio. Um, Heidzeek is beset by the troubles of long-distance collaboration and conflicting life events, but Ben and Michael maintain their bond through their love for game design and bashing. Sonic games. Unfortunately, we won't be talking too much about bashing Sonic games <laughs> in this episode, but maybe for part two, we Fingers can have crossed. a Sonic bashing. <laughs> we can have a Sonic bashing series in our future. Um, although I have a, another guest previously that came on that would fight you over that statement. Oh, oh, oh! oh. Bring, bring it on. um so i i want to make sure everyone knows who your voices are do you all want to introduce yourselves and say hello and and your names sure ben you go first oh oh, uh well you kind of spoiled it for everyone but uh i am i'm ben hello spoiler alert jeez (laughs) and uh, i'm michael uh lovely awesome how are you who are you today (laughs) (laughs) weren't you listening uh Uh, jamie dale the main broad over at gaming broad Jeez, I just space. <laughs> we forgot. Already. <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited about asking you questions. Um, it's it's gonna be wonderful. <laughs> He's most excited about editing. Oh lord! <laughs> I just edited out the podcast, and it's just me asking questions. Yeah, apologies in advance. <laughs> it's no answers from you all at all. Just just me talking to myself. Um, so tell me more. Tell me more about the beginning of Heidzeek. I. I'm excited to hear the tale of greatness and where it began. Right. Yeah, that's um, for you, Michael. Um, <laughs> the the studio, right, or or just us in general? Oh, are they are they separate stories? Well, we met each other in middle school. Oh, um, yeah. seventh grade. Yeah, it's so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, seventh grade. We were we were bus buddies. Um, Not even. I think. I th- what are bus buddies? <laughs> <laughs> well. He sat you guys in front sat in the back. <laughs> yeah, we sat in the it. front. We sat in the front. <laughs> we were in constant conflict with the people in the back. Yeah, they threw things at us. It was great. Yeah. Oh, we no. talked with the bus driver, though. She was awesome. She was, was very sweet. I yeah. like the idea of this, um, and we can talk more about your game later, but spawning the idea of real-time strategy. Right. He's <laughs> fighting other kids in middle school. <laughs> you know, middle school is a little bit like a war zone. Uh, oh, a I mean, little. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, we're bus buddies. You were chilling out. Right. People it all started with... Uh, throwing stuff at you. I think I was reading Artemis Fowl. Yeah, first oh. Artemis Fowl book. Is, yeah, it was the book back then. And, um, and Ben commented on it. And, wow, now we're friends. That was, it was <laughs> destiny. <laughs> Snap. Not the game. <laughs> a shiny foil paperback book okay. brought us together. Right. Aww, um, but that's adorable. The studio, I'd say, um, it was really interesting, actually. Uh, we, when we graduated, um, we're class of 2012. We're fairly young still. Um, we graduated and we went our separate ways. Uh, I went to Pittsburgh and he went to California. Not in any and conflict kind of way, but just that's where life took us. Right. You didn't break up. Um, and no, 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 nothing ugly like that. <laughs> but um, but we didn't talk very much. I think we would see each other in, in holidays. And yeah, stuff like, like once that. a summer or something. Yeah, but um, I know that I got really into game development suddenly as a hobby. It wasn't it wasn't my major or anything. And um, I came up with the idea for Flamberge, and I suddenly felt well. Actually, before that, I'd come up with a different game that I possibly wanted music for, but that kind of fizzled out. Um, but Flambridge was like a, an idea I was feeling really passionate about. And I noticed that uh, Ben was making music in like sort of a fantasy setting. Um, it was really funny because I hadn't I hadn't checked back with Ben's music. And there's that sort of um, worrisome moment when you like want to go check on someone, you know, like what their art is. Mm-hmm. because you sort of feel that if you know this person, chances are, like, their art isn't that good. 
<laughs> they're not famous yet. <laughs> so I'm like, Ben does music. I'm going to go see what his music is. And it's like, go to SoundCloud. It's like, hit play and like cringe for a second. But his music's fantastic. So. <laughs> What's funny is I just had someone tell me that exact same thing about my podcast yesterday. That they were like, I. I listened to it. I was really worried it was going to be garbage, yeah. but it wasn't. So I was so excited. Because <laughs> then you have to talk to them, right? <laughs> well, you were smart, Michael. Oh. You, you didn't reach out before you listened. Right. I listened to your music. <laughs> Forward and I thought thinking. It seemed, it seemed very in line with what we wanted to do. Originally, the game was going to have like four tracks. Yeah, it was, um, it was a mobile title, too. Yeah, actually. Uh, interestingly enough. Oh, it's so different um, now. How many tracks are there now? It's very different. Oh, <laughs> Publicly, there are around forty. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I've got like forty-five total, but there's probably going to be another fifteen, twenty tracks. I'll be honest. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> it's um, like SNES size soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, music's now a huge portion of the game. <laughs> we need yeah. to in fact. It. It's a huge portion of the file yeah. size. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Um, but I, I managed to go see him in California because that's, that's actually where my dad lives. Um, and uh, I, think, I think I pitched it to him in a car. Yeah. I, and I gave him like the earliest build of Flamberge and it was nothing like what it is now. Uh, but he still seemed excited to make music for it. Yeah, it was awesome. And that was really exciting because it was like a way to reconnect with them. It was great. We were on. We were on the way to uh, the LACMA to the the LACMA LACMA. Right. We were on the way to LACMA yeah. to see a screening of Wait, My what's Neighbor Totoro. LACMA for all the people who, who don't. Oh know gosh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles something something art museum is what it basically <laughs> stands for. Is it um, the Los Angeles uh, Museum of Modern Art? Uh, it's there's not, a it's C the, um, it. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Los, Los, An- oh, sorry. County. Los Angeles County Museum, Museum, of, of, Art. Museum yeah. of Art. Yeah, that's totally what it is. But yeah, we went to see a screening of My Neighbor Totoro there, and I was like in the back of his dad's car, and he's like, hey, check this out, and passed me back his, his Android, and I, I could, it was really funny, I could, uh, it, was, it was like playing a, a Game Boy in the back of a car, like, yeah. a long time ago, where I was fighting the glare the whole time, but, <laughs> but what I could see, I was like, oh, this looks, this looks really fun and and this was back before there was really a real time element to it like enemies just enemies collided and then there was like a separate animation for the actual battle and you would see who would win it was so so different and it was much more arcadey and uh as we started working on it it just got bigger and bigger in scope until it became what we're working on now you know the first uh, that first version had one song the first song in Flambridge was made by me. And <laughs> yeah, and is I can do Is it still in there? Is it still it's, there? It's the battle music. Maybe I'll it. bring it back at some yeah, point. But it's just. play this for me. It was literally me in like Fruity Loop Studio trying my best. And it was like. It was actually him singing too. There were no instruments. Right. <laughs> oh my god, I would play that game though. Let's be real here. If there was a game where all of the music was just acapella I mean, um, sound effects, I'd be. So we'll have a it. setting for that in Flambridge. <laughs> oh my god, can that be? Can that be an unlockable? Is the alternate acapella soundtrack? I'm sure Next it wouldn't take more than a day person. or two of work. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like to work in such a small team? Pull the soundtrack. Yeah, so it's been it's been really interesting. Uh, I I am not the kind of person who uh, does like deep collaborations very often in in music, especially uh, audio is in general is kind of an afterthought in most forms of media. Like it's the last two months of a feature film production where the music really starts being made in most cases. Um, so getting in on the ground floor of a project was something I'd never really done before. Um, it was kind of just like, I would work on my own stuff and then, oh, I'm going to score a short film. I basically have to wait till that film is done and then I'll have to spend a couple weeks working on it. Um, but with this, uh, like I initially, I initially signed on as I was just doing the music and, um, 
as Michael sent me more and more stuff, I started doing QA and playtesting, and then we just, it got really involved, and we were doing uh, story stuff together, and it became like, I mean, it's still Michael's baby, but it definitely became our project, and uh, that was, it was really cool and really natural in that way. We didn't, we didn't sit down together and be like, together, we shall create a game, we shall birth this right. thing, but uh, it was just... It, it just it came from our genuine excitement of like he would send me something I would send him a track back he would go oh that's cool and then send something else to me and I would say oh that's cool and send something back to him so you're kind of like the cool stepdad like you married someone who already had a kid from a, a previous marriage yes that is exactly except the the kid is the kid is uh very um there's no there's no way to say that never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stop no myself. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Good. I like I like an air of mystery on my show. Oh yeah, Sleep. there we oh, go. God. Everyone will wonder for years to come. Um, <laughs> but uh, all the comments. <laughs> working working one on one has been really cool. Um, it helps that I've known Michael for so long, so we've kind of like we've seen each other grow grow up, and uh, we kind of get what the other person is about and what. Uh, like how they enjoy interacting. So it's just been an incredibly positive experience. Um, should I add anything? Uh, I mean, yeah. Do I have the right? <laughs> Always. You, I give you permission to, how to can have I opinions. Tear apart what Ben just yes, said. Yes, no. tear me down. <laughs> um, yeah, I think at this point, um, Ben's made so much music for the game. But through that and just talking with me on the phone, he's done equal parts music and design for this game, to be honest. And that's why, like, if I were if I were to list our roles in Heidzeek, which is, like, kind of a company, but it's more just two people. Um, <laughs> like That's our that's our tagline. I, I'd call myself lead designer, not just for LinkedIn, but <laughs> because... <laughs> but because, like... Ben is certainly a co-designer, almost even before a music composer. Thank you, man. Um, uh, also, even even when we don't discuss design, uh, if he sends me music, it inherently changes the design of the game. Because half the time, he'll send me music that doesn't fit exactly with what I was already making, but gives me better ideas for what the game should be. That's that's the um, coolest part of that's the coolest part of our collaboration. I think is that that iterative, like, oh wow, that wasn't what I was thinking, but that's significantly cooler. And that happens on both mm -hmm. sides, where I've gone back and and totally changed music as well. Like the the planes music got so much better after yeah. uh, after we started after you started redoing the artwork and stuff. I'd say the first the first time that really happened was um, we have sort of a starter town in the game called Knockwood, and. Um, for me, I had just kind of fallen into a trope of making that the generic forest starter town. And uh, I was just going about making it that way. And then Ben made a song for it that was way weirder than anything <laughs> I was expecting. <laughs> and so in my head, it was like, okay, this is strange, but it's better than my <laughs> idea. So why don't I just make the town weirder? And it's going to get weirder oh, in later man. versions of the game, I think. But I just started writing the lines for all the characters in the town, and they just say the strangest things it's now. It's spooky, yeah. It is spooky. <laughs> I, I like that that's the starter, the starter town. It reminds me of, um, isn't there, what's the Legend of Zelda game? It's like the dream world with the space whale. Link's Awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the towns alert. in Link's Awakening are... Sorry. Oh, come on. Come on. It's only, what, 30 years old? <laughs> yeah. 20, 20. I'm sorry. I have no sympathy. But yeah, I love that um, I love that, that Twin Peaks weirdo vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely strange. And it's only getting it's only getting weirder and weirder. Like we haven't even released some of the craziest stuff we have so far. And uh, I think <laughs> I think ten years from now we'll be able to People will look back at this and be able to document our slow descent into insanity. <laughs> I, I think that's what I'm maybe most thankful for with collaborating with Ben is that I now think in a more weird way. <laughs> <laughs> Just because Ben's always had weird ideas. Thanks. And yeah, but no, it's it's good to be weird. I agree. I love the idea that game development is, and I, I tell this to my students. Um, in programming, actually, in the Girls Who Code Club, that 
there's so much more to making something than just the actual like typing or in Ben's case composing. Like it's also the like the collaboration and the conversations and how much you allow yourself to be influenced by things from outside of yourself. It's not just like nose to the grindstone, like little box. Um, so I love that hearing when people talk about game development, cause then I can show it to my students and be like, see, they had to talk to somebody too. It's not always like that too. I mean, there are, I, I've, I've met people who are like that nose to the grindstone, like looking straight forward kind of, kind of worker. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but it, it lends itself towards a very different type of collaboration. And very siloed pieces of a game. Yes. Like they're not yeah. um, unified in any any emotionally meaningful way. Yes. Well, what are, now that I know how much y'all love each other, which by the way, I'm choking up. Over <laughs> I'm like, I want to work, a work wife. Um, <laughs> where's mine? Uh, what, what are some, what are some downsides to, to being married to one another? In oh, this well, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I just say horrible things yes, about him. Yes, he's abusive. He, it's just, it's actually the worst. He, he texts me oh, violent wow. images every morning. I wake up to them. This is, is he this texting is, you pictures of Sonic? This is a lie. This is a joke. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I was being a dumbass. What was your question? <laughs> I can it take happens. over. Yeah, Michael, take the reins here. So you, you were asking uh, what it's like being married to one another the down i would say the downsides because we heard all these lovely these lovely accolades for each other which i love um but i'm also curious and kind of what are the downsides of working in this specific two-person team because yeah, i know you're also separated by by distance which... are your grievances i think one of one of the things is that um moving forward with flambridge is something i could do like potentially without ben having to be involved too much but it's just not as rewarding. So we generally have to both be in a place in life for progress to happen. Mm -hmm. And two people in completely different places in life, it's really hard to actually get that going. And I think that's, that's how it's actually really similar to dating is that the hardest part of dating someone is when both of you are in completely different, like parts of life. Like right now I'd say, I'm in a phase in life where I'm just so busy to do Flambridge. Well, Ben has complained about how it's it's mainly like he wants more projects and more things to do. Um, but because I can't spend too much time progressing like the actual code and art of the game, like it's a little frustrating. That makes sense. And you're you're wrapping up school right now, is that right? Yeah. I think the best thing for me to do is to finish my degree. Right now, what what do you said about what do you about what do you said about uh, being like in different phases of life? It's yeah, that's absolutely been the biggest issue. And uh, I'm on the East Coast now, but for um, the past five years, uh, four and a half years, I was uh, living in California, so there was a three hour time difference, and uh, we would get to see each other once, maybe twice a year. Um, and phone collaboration gets hard because. Uh, it's like you can't really communicate artistic stuff through through like text communication easily. So it's much easier to, to call, but it takes up a lot of time. I mean, like when Michael and I have creative calls, they can last between two and four hours. Um, and uh, I, uh, I departed from uh, CalArts long before I would have gotten my degree. So I was working out of a I was working out of a startup company that um was it was a lot of work so while he was in well while while he was doing summer stuff and had a bunch of time i had no time to add on to it and uh then things kind of swapped around where i'm i'm leading a freelance lifestyle now and he's got the uh the insanity of his last couple semesters at school um but it really is a uh it really is like a, a give and take kind of thing where the more one of us can work on it, the more, the more someone else, the, the more the other needs to be able to, uh, bounce that back to keep the, to keep the ball rolling. And that can be really tough sometimes. I think in, in the three years we've worked our the way we're actually treating our lifestyle is never lined up. Yeah, it's true. Like, I think 
when I started Flambridge, I was actually between colleges. So that that post-college feeling where you just need something to do, um, which I'd say is where Ben is right now. <laughs> I was there. I was sort of in that in that sort of lifestyle in 2014. And so I had all this time to start Flambridge. Ben was still at CalArts. Um, and uh, oh, yeah, that's right. we somehow managed to get some stuff done. And then I transferred into George Mason University, then left CalArts, got a job. We kind of lined up a bit there. But now I'm, I'm in probably my hardest semester I've ever had. And, uh, and Ben is sitting on um, his ass. In Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> quite quite literally. Yes. That's why literally. that's why we have to get Ben to code. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm working <laughs> the on the entire it. game it's, now. It's uh, <laughs> it's slow, but I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, I love um how much it, the amount of dedication that it takes to each other because I know in real life relationships, those kinds of things often not not that you all aren't real life. I feel kind of like I misspoke there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> In maybe <laughs> physically intertwined relationships. I don't want to make assumptions, but um, that kind of thing can really can really break up a team. I've always actually really admired y'all's dedication and relationship with one another. I always found it very love. heartwarming. Yeah, I, I wasn't joking when I said I wanted to like have a work wife modeled off of <laughs> you all. Or a work husband. I can swing both ways. It's fine. <laughs> That's matter. that's the thing that I think works so well uh, is that we really just are both very passionate about what we're doing, and uh, I don't think that that aspect of development has ever died uh, for either of us. So there is this constant push of it's like okay, well, I'm not in a in a period of my life where I can work on Flambridge all the time, but I still it's like getting to the point where I can do that again is really important. Um, so. Uh, I think that that we share very similar creative drives, and that's a lot of what's kept this project going. It's funny. I look forward to working on Flambridge again full-time more than I look forward to graduation. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that warm and fuzzy note, let's, let's ruin your relationship by playing a small game. I have prepared for you. I'm <laughs> Air Horns Blair. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're get my maracas so <laughs> oh man Please oh do. my instruments like the... downstairs <laughs> yeah just i just do that just do the the acapella sound effects yeah. we're practicing for your new soundtrack um, <laughs> yes yeah, so we're gonna play the dating game so basically i'm going to ask a question about the other person and so for instance i'll ask michael a question about ben so michael will answer and what he thinks is the correct answer and I have their answers pre-recorded so I can judge whether or not <laughs> they hit the ground. And then we can like have a moment where Ben is like WTF um, and then vice versa. I, I think that it's, yeah, I think it's going to be the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to answer points randomly based on how close I think you are to the actual answer. And since I am the podcast host, um, how many points that is, is totally up to me. So... <laughs> It could be five. It could be so 20. Fair. No one knows. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready? You ready? Born, I'm ready. And I'll give you like five seconds to ponder your answer. Um, okay. To, to make sure that you, <laughs> you think whatever it is that you thought you thought prior to this question. Okay. So Michael, you're, you're up first. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is Ben's favorite game see it's extremely easy it's shadow of the colossus <laughs> you said it 800 times oh. but it may have changed oh, 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 oh. Uh, oh so no. naive michael so naive uh. so you you mistook oh. conversation for for a oh. shadow of the colossus. Um, so he gave me ben gave me three and this is in all caps so i think i have to scream it so it's 
Sonic Adventure 2 motherfucking battle. Followed <laughs> by Kingdom Hearts and Ocarina of Time. Really? Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus hasn't been in my top That's five since high school. That's insane to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that might be the reason that I, I, I think that. I think it is because of our because of our bus talk. That's Sonic funny. Adventure 2 Battle has made the list. Oh, dude, it's been on the list for a while now. <laughs> it's it uh, usurped Portal 2, it usurped Mirror's Edge. It's been great. All right. If Ben gets any of your questions right, then he deserves to win this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael, I, I do think Ben was Shadow of the Classes your favorite game in high school. Uh, was it at one point your favorite? Not game? top favorite, but like top three for sure. Like mm-hmm. I definitely okay. talked a lot about it. What was what was your favorite soundtrack? What was my favorite? What? What was your favorite soundtrack? Oh, definitely Shadow of the Colossus at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. that may have been why the, it was the music's favorite. phenomenal. Yeah. Well, in that case, I'm going to give five Oh. Because you knew stuff. You knew oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. It was very on. relevant. It just was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the The game is to discover the death of your connection, not to be not to be better. Jeez, Ben, get with the program. I'm sorry. Uh, but now we're, we're going to turn the tables on you. I have a question for you, Ben. Are you yeah, ready? Lay it on me. Ben. Yes. Jamie. What is the game mechanic in Flamberge that Michael is most proud of? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I honestly, like, I don't know enough under the hood to really make a great assumption at that. But the one that he always seemed to appreciate the most, and the one that was certainly close to the top of my list, too, was the uh, chain blade ability for higher level characters. I'm sorry. Could you could you say that the again? Chain blade ability. Oh no, I meant in the funny way. Oh, what? <laughs> the way you texted it. Oh, oh, yes. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, let me let me rewind. Can you ask the question again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Could you could you repeat the name of the uh, the game mechanic? Please? Uh, the game mechanic that Michael's most proud of. You mean? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, um, yeah, that one. Chain blade. There okay. we go. There we go. Oh, with the question mark and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, funny thing. I didn't know I could be that specific. With the game mechanic. So, so hold on for a second. The one that I wrote to Jamie was just the football play system. Just mm. the base game. I'm just really proud of it because it's very novel. That's great. But um, if we we're going to go based on, like, the abilities that I put in the game, Chainblade obviously takes the case. Yes! We'll send a, a gif oh! of it. It just looks hilarious. It's fantastic. All right. Yeah, you just twenty like, points. Twenty points to Gryffindor. Your guy just like disappears, and everyone blows up suddenly. It's the most wait. Yeah, it's what, the is, most what is what is bullshit ever? I'll get a it's gift fantastic. Of it. It's funny. <laughs> Basically, it, it's it's based on how close you are to your enemies. So essentially, if there are a bunch of enemies that are in close enough range to each other. If you attack one, you can chain as a combo through multiple enemies and just destroy them. It's like in some old animes, <laughs> like I, I this I bet this happened in Naruto. <laughs> like a character I don't watch enough of it, but I bet it happened. Like a character would like disappear and then like there'd be a group of people they're attacking and like all of them would get hit at once or something. Yeah, like the know? Sephiroth style, just super overpowered, like blink essentially, yeah. and then everyone else just blows up. Yeah, I was just so Do they, excited. Like, literally when I made it. Oh yeah, well I mean everyone does when you die yeah. in that game, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> What is the the football play system? So, um the base system of Flambridge uh is basically simultaneous turns. So you actually get to like draw out plays for all your characters, sort of like you would if you were a coach on a football team. And uh when you hit execute, the enemies also do their own plays and everyone does it at once. And um I've played other games that do similar things, but I really wanted something that would work on mobile. Funny enough, this isn't a mobile game now. <laughs> um, but I haven't seen another game that does it, so I feel like it was something really novel. Yeah. I feel proud of it. It's great. And it was also, it was initially multiplayer only, right? Like, it was just a head-to-head uh, I don't know about simultaneous that. turn. Oh, really? I oh. can't actually remember if it was the I I, I want to say but... it was, but... I don't recall. And Bob's having friends to yeah. play. <laughs> oh, what are friends? Friends. <laughs> what, are, what, what are those things? All right, Michael, this is your chance to redeem yourself. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. 
All right, what is the piece of music in Flamberge that Ben is most proud of composing? Um, so I hope this is right, and I hope he's at least proud of it. Um, but there's there's a song that he actually got a live performance for called Song Across the Sea. And uh, it's not publicly on SoundCloud because it's a bit spoilery, I guess. Um, but... It's probably the song that I'm most proud of him for making. Um, so I don't know if he's if he feels the same way about it. You got yeah, it right. It's absolutely Yay. Right. Nailed it in the right, nailed it right in the I don't know where you nailed it, but you got the place where things are correct. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, it's nineteen piece string orchestra. So, yeah. What? Yeah, it's sweet. Oh Is there a banjo? No, there's not a banjo, unfortunately. <laughs> There is a slight buzzing of a phone at one point. Are you serious? In one of the live pieces. Oh, God, I've got to edit that out. I'll I'll find it for you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing some... I'm glad that I can make this time useful. Yeah. (laughs) So, question. Can you... I I know you don't want to, like, spoil it, but is there a section that you could could hum or sing oh i mean maybe you could send it at some point yeah i can oh. i can shoot over like uh i mean i i mostly just wanted to hear you oh oh to hear well, you go i mean i could do that for you but that wouldn't be the song that i <laughs> the song that i wrote it's, it's not a very good humming song <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's extremely a, somber it's a play it's orchestral on, it's it's very orchestral the thing about it is like it's a culmination of a theme that's subtly present throughout the whole game and becomes more and more of a focus as you go. So like the stuff that has been released and is in the game at this point, um, it only touches on it a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a thread that goes through the whole game and uh, everything comes together in that track. So that's what makes it, it's kind of emotionally spoilery, if that makes sense. That's gorgeous. Thank you. Ben is a genius. Oh, you're a genius. Ben is the best musician. You guys, this game was supposed to tear you apart. (gasps) Damn it. Not bring you together. (laughs) What is happening? Okay, Michael. No, not Michael. Ben. Yes, me. Your final question. Well, not final. But (laughs) But another one. It's another. It's the final question of this conversation. So right now we have Michael at 25 and Ben at 20. So, so Ben, you, you you gotta at least make five points. So, Ben... What is Michael's favorite character design in the game? It's really difficult. Uh, yeah. I have I have one that I think is the top, and then another that could be. But the one the one that I'm pretty sure it is is uh, is Roland, um, with Hyacinth coming in at a second. Do Do I say my answer? You You can. I know at least one of them is correct because I'm staring at it. Right. right so. <laughs> So my my favorite two designs are equal. It's like the two big adults of the mm. game, which is Hyacinth and Ruinost. Um, and sort of like I guess I guess I'd compare them to like Obi Wan and Darth Vader, in a weird way, where like the characters are sort of young adults, but like Hyacinth is the big queen, and the uh, or like I guess Dumbledore maybe. They're, they're right? very they're very <laughs> archetypal. They're much larger than life. Yeah. yeah. They're physically I the, larger. I love the name Hyacinth. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. That is. That's Very actually, fantasy. it's a, uh, I do a lot of like, I'll just steal names from other things. And this is um, uh, Alphonse Mucha did a painting that uh, my mom really likes called Queen Hyacinth. Oh, and really? So I just crapped that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought, because it's, it's the name of a flower, isn't it? Oh, sorry, it's Princess Hyacinth. Oh. Yeah, she has all these flowers on her crown. Yeah. Um, the design's different, but I love that painting. Oh, that's quite nice. Well, I'm gonna Ben. I'm gonna award you ten points because you got one, yes. one of two. So, for the final question, in which case, can you're both gonna answer it about the other person? Okay. Boy. Are you ready? So you have to guess what the other person would say to this answer about you. Does that make <laughs> can sense? we type our answer to you secretly? Uh, we could. That way, I'm, I'm, 
I'm into that. In order to win, I don't just change my answer. Uh, would you really do that to me? My God. Would you do that? <laughs> yes, in that case, because Michael has thought about cheating, wow. we, must now, we must now have you both type it. Yes, so you must type it. Hey, this is just game design. Answer. You have to make sure people don't cheat. <laughs> just good good design. You're right. Yeah, All right. Design. So, what is the other person's favorite memory of you? Oh, no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> this is easy, right? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man, Michael's never gonna miss this. I'm sorry, man. Holy So let's start with um, the Ben. Yes. Hello. Hello. It is I. What? <laughs> what do you think Michael's favorite memory of you two together is? Uh, Magfest 2017. Oh! I need like a celebration. <laughs> Am I correct? The noise that's yeah. Like his. A- uh, the, Wait, which is 100 <laughs> percent actual answer? Oh when, my god! When we won an award yeah. at Magfest, and I ran back to the booth to grab him and jumped around a lot. <laughs> and I also just said he should get points if he says anything about Magfest 2017 yeah. in general. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. So um, what was the what was the full what was the full thing? So I had an an answer that was just a memory of you, but not us. Okay. Which is interesting. And it was when you played Jean Valjean in Les Mis. Uh, I believe you mean Javert, but... Oh, sorry. (laughs) I just mix up the names. I still remember the character. No, I I know. I know. Um, Yeah. Javert. Let me type that in to make it official. Okay. Um, Javert. Um, He did say he thought you did a really great job and thought you were just the coolest dude. Aw. You're a sweetheart. You made me a right. poster about that. Aww. So, so my, now it's my my. It is Michael. What do you ben. think Ben's favorite memory of you two together is? Like, I would have to say the same thing. Hopefully, I don't know. Magfest 2017. Well, so that's not what I put, but that's like really high up there. There's a very specific yeah. thing. Like, it's you would never you would never think of it, but right. Yeah. Um, should I just explain it, Jamie? Because I don't know if it makes sense what I sent to you. I mean, I kind of just, I'm going to read it because it's humorous, <laughs> but you can explain <laughs> okay. after. Um, jumping up and down. There's a lot of jumping. There, yeah, we do memories, that. By the way. Um, there's jumping up and down in the South Lakes cafeteria dressed as, quote, musical icons, unquote. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I was looking for now, that photo? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, that wouldn't have helped me when you said I, looking for a photo. Yeah, I figured it would. <laughs> so like, there's a spirit week at our high school, and one of the days was Musical Icon Day, and I'm a total asshole and uh, nerd. So I was like, well, Nobo Uematsu, the composer for Final <laughs> Fantasy, is totally a musical icon. <laughs> and I had a, I had a photo for comparison. It was actually uncanny, though. Like you actually looked a lot like it was him. really bizarre. I'll try and find that photo, but I, I don't remember who Michael was. But whatever he had done, he had just printed it out and taped it to his shirt. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was, was back when guy. I only wanted to appeal to my nerd friends, so I didn't I didn't do anything that people would recognize. Oh yeah, same. <laughs> Same. Do you want to appeal to other We're people horrible. other than your nerd friends? No. No. What, why bother? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, well, I have to admit, you both get a million points. Oh, yes. And, and you both Aww. win. Oh, wow. I know. Oh, let's be you real. You both win because <laughs> yeah, the, the, real game, the real game in life sure. is uh, nah. is having fulfilling relationships. Right. Hard it times. The, it was Ooh. the journey. So you're both oh, winners. Uh, but who actually won, I think, is um, Ben. Yeah, for sure. Ben won. Ben but not won. by much. Not by much. Uh, I just screwed ben up. Ben just on had a weird answer. Game. I did. I did have a really specific answer, specific. and I probably should have put Magfest 2017, but I just. <laughs> that, that image has stayed with me forever. Someone Although, got it on, on K 
camera, which I don't even know if we knew it was there. Like, it was just one of those very real moments. Like, I just like my pose in it. Please send it at some point because I'm. I Please like don't send me the image yeah. and all. It's like you can't do not see look them. like I know I'm getting a photo taken. You, you of can't see our eyeballs. They're like rolled up into our heads, and like Michael's arms are all collapsed and weird. And I'm wearing this terrible old man sweater that's way too small for me. It's, oh, it's spectacular. It's a pretty millennial high school photo, I gotta say. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> More in the vest. Well, congratulations to both of you. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank great, you. G- great game. Thanks for yeah, playing. Fun. <laughs> dating game. But now that we've had butterflies and kisses, butterfly kisses? That's not a thing. <laughs> Um, but, now that we've, butterfly now that we've had yeah, butterflies, totally. <laughs> no, but butterflies and kisses oh, is not a thing. Well, I mean, th- they are two things that you can put and between together. All right. Well, now that we've had those, <laughs> we're going to murder them and talk about something sad. Like yes. what's it like to work on a thing for three years, especially after it's been kickstarted, which it was. So, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately just because around this time, it's been a while since our last update. So I actually get a lot of emails every so often asking about um, when the next update is. And um, and it can be both really touching that people care a lot, but it can also be really sad because I know that that's another person who maybe is a little disappointed about it. Um, weirdly enough, I'd say I learned a lot over the course of the last three years about development, especially when it comes to also trying to do school and work and things like that. Um, But if I went back and started over, I don't think I could have found a better way to do it. Uh, We managed to make it into, yeah, we managed to make it into green light before green light was taken out, Um, which kind of proves to me that maybe I I should have done it regardless of how long this was going to take. I think the thing that keeps me strong about it is that a lot of the people, especially the Kickstarter backers, are the types of people who say to us that they just want it to be really good when it does come out. Oh, and nice. um, and they don't really care when. Um, oh, they care, but they, it, they're they not as concerned about when it comes out as much as they just want it to be good. Um, so that helps a lot. That's very unique for... Uh, internet fans. That's not often what I see on Kickstarter. Oh, there are other people too. <laughs> <laughs> we we get we get some angry some angry emails and some strange some strange comments, but uh, overall people are very kind. It definitely like at the beginning people were were like, oh, you guys aren't constantly updating. This is a scam. And uh, we I, I mean uh, we've been very clear on our Steam page what the game is and and what's happening in terms of development like how long it takes us to get to these things and um i do think people have gained a lot of faith in us as we've gone on because each update we've pushed has been such a major improvement um but uh yeah it's it's at the end of the day regardless of whether people are nice or angry about it it's it's frustrating to see people frustrated but it also is uh it's good to know that people care about the game enough to let us know and uh to check in on its progress and michael says this all all the time and i agree with it but it's like no one wants this game to be finished and good more than we do and uh i mean we (laughs) would if if we were to back down on it we would have done it a long time ago we're 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 in it for the long haul so i think Doing a Kickstarter has made me sad because part of it is trying to fulfill my obligation to them. But I think having done the Kickstarter is a really good, um, well, the Kickstarter itself is is a really good motivation to finish. Um, so regardless of how I feel about the game, like, I know that there are people I promised the game to. Um, but um, I think... I think the one thing that makes me, because you want this to be a sadness-themed episode, right? <laughs> I mean, I think, if it turns out you're not that sad, there's not much I can do about it. <laughs> I think I think this will resonate with a lot of other game developers and maybe just people in general, but the thing that makes me most sad is when people mistake my intentions. Um, so I think 
I think maybe one of the saddest words I've ever heard someone say, I think it was an esteem comment, I'm not sure, was the word abandonware. Oh, yeah, um, I remember that. What is abandonware? Yeah, it's a... Uh, I think I think I've never really heard the term before, but I think what they mean is um, other early access titles that cashed in and then stopped updating. Oh. And um, and it's it's true. Like they don't know me personally, so they can't tell. But I feel like anyone who's played the game would maybe see that it was made by people who care a lot about it, but maybe they wouldn't notice that. Um, but I wish they could meet me because. Like, this is still very much my baby and probably the thing in life I'm most excited to work on. Yeah, I mean, do you find that your relationship with fans is different across different platforms, like Steam versus Kickstarter versus oh, yes. Twitter? <laughs> very much so. <laughs> can, um, I, can I ask how without getting you in trouble? <laughs> oh, oh, it's so funny. Um, so let's start with the positive. People who email me are always really sweet. Um I think I think it's because they actually maybe want to talk to the developer themselves as opposed to just commenting. Yeah. There's something about commenting versus like privately messaging someone. Um and so when I get emails, usually it is concern about the game, um bug reports too, which is nice. Oh, but yeah, like, we get those all the time, it's great. Yeah. No. But they're always so sweet to me. Um I don't interact with Kickstarter that much. I think because most people who do Kickstarters um, they'll either follow me on Twitter or they're involved with like a hundred other Kickstarters. <laughs> they're not <laughs> as concerned about mine. Um, people on Twitter range from like people who will never play the game, but are just like pretty pictures <laughs> 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 and really happy about the art. Um, I, on Twitter, I get the most questions about what the game is. Um, I guess because it's, it's mostly like an image sharing platform to me. Um, uh, Steam, I think, is where I get the most like saltiness, <laughs> mm-hmm. and justifiably so. People like people should be like concerned when a game they already paid for isn't like being finished. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's also probably probably the place where I get the most like rude comments. Mm-hmm. And do you? It's because it's a marketplace. Yeah, I was gonna say. I wonder if there's a difference. I feel like on Kickstarter, the vibe is you're making. I mean, they kind of set the vibe up that you're making a gamble on someone's artistic mm-hmm. project uh, versus Steam, which feels like a a place to buy games to then play. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. I think that people also fall into the rut of assuming that every publisher on Steam is a, a conglomerate, like a giant corporation and who just wants your money, which, I mean, like, I get it. I think it's a little, I think it's a little absurd, but um, I, I do think that... Uh, people just lose perspective and forget that it's like when they're, when they're talking about the game, they're indirectly talking about the people who make it. And sometimes they talk directly about the people who make the game, like they're Satan. And it's, it it can make for, it can make for a very negative, uh, negative space on steam. But uh, on the other hand, um, there are actually like commenters who will defend the game. And uh, that's always really touching to see, um, so it, it's just, it's a, it's a weird place and <laughs> there's that whole gamer entitlement thing that people have been talking to lately and how they treat developers. But, uh, I mean, it's, uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's their money that they spent. So I don't think people realize that the actual valve paycheck that I receive, <laughs> like at the end of every month makes me a little sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, money, money is the the <laughs> ultimate depression. Well, it'll make me so happy once the game's done God. to get paid, but um, but I, I like that people are are buying the game. Um, but sometimes I worry that people buy the game without reading the notes that I that I put on the Steam. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Ben, are you? Well, I guess Michael, do you field most of the questions about the game as kind of the the artist and programmer, or Ben, do you get? kind of the same amount of, oh, of commentary Michael, or do you hide michael gets way <laughs> more stuff than i do i in my online persona i haven't been on social media in six months essentially so like <laughs> I, i'm i'm serious like actually <laughs> just blackout on social media and i only recently got back on um and i haven't touched twitter which is where my professional it's like that's my sort of professional portfolio i guess um but uh 
for a long time, I was I was moderating the Steam comments, and uh, I ended up having some health issues and a move, and sort of fell out of that. And it's sort of become a, a wild west out there. But Michael definitely gets. <laughs> I don't the, look the brunt of it. Yeah, we. Yeah, I think we kind of. It's bad. We kind of pretend it's not there. Well, it's something I should uh, get back on. Sorry, Michael. For anyone listening, we'll, we'll check back into something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You have to check back before you share this this episode with your friend. Yeah, um, so what's at stake for you both for finishing? Like, what's so important to you about making sure this game is... Our life! Yeah. <laughs> we will literally die if this does not... Fin- <laughs> if we don't wrap this up. Like, we made a I deal die with the dark spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we're actually... I think we're well on our way. Um, for me, for me, I know it's a... Uh, it's a matter of independence where I've done the academics thing and it didn't work for me. I've done the startup thing. I've done the office thing. And, and it's just, none of that really, really fits well. Um, I, I kind of pick up projects as they come. Um, and I'm working from home right now. Uh, but it's like, for me, like the ultimate goal is just is independence and being able to like have an office space that I can work and, and things like that. Because, uh, writing music by yourself in a house is not, it's not very healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, I also just, uh, we, we have that issue of being very separated geographically. Uh, Like even, even after my move, we're both on the East coast, but we're still a couple States apart. Um, and I know that like, being closer would make for much easier collaboration and things like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that in the future. I don't, I don't know if I answered your question. I'm sorry. No, I think um, my questions are often vague and open-ended oh, for the well. purpose of just learning what's important for you to talk about. Fair enough. So I know it's like, Fair I care thing. about your feelings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I think I'm at this sort of line where, um, and this is more to do with money, but, um, if I make more money off of game development, then it could actually be a profession for me. Um, but if I don't, then I, I have to admit that it's a hobby. And so, um, I'm hoping like, you know, and I also want to make money in a fair way. Like I want to actually finish the game and then see what, you know, profit I can make off of it. Um, but yeah, finishing the game and then I can guilt-free market it. Um, because right now, it's every time I market it, there's like a little bit of guilt involved because I don't know how long it's going to be until it's finished. Um, but I still want people to talk about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're, it's like a transition thing for you. Like once it's complete, it's like the beginning of a new era of adulthood yeah what the hell are we gonna do after flamber just done oh my god i have like 800 game ideas oh i mean me too but just the idea of it being finished is crazy yeah um well what what's what's the thing that keeps you all going through the because i for me personally the idea of working on something for three years and having other people remind me (laughs) about working on it for three years it would seem pretty hard like what keeps y'all what keeps y'all going through those darker more guilt-ridden times uh well for me and michael's probably too humble to say so but uh the i i know the game's really damn good like i think what we have so far is really fantastic and i honestly really believe in it and uh know that it's going to be a great product and we haven't we haven't like people haven't even seen how crazy this game is going to get. I'm just, uh, I'm so excited to share that with people. So I think the, um, the knowledge that what we're making, we're not just making because we have to, but we're making because we want it. And it's, it's creatively fulfilling is a big deal. I love the fact that the thing that keeps you going through the sad times is the idea of bringing other people lots of joy. (laughs) I yeah. think that's a very beautiful statement, Ben. It, well, thank Personally. you. It, I mean, it, it's yeah. that's it's a dangerous balance, right? Because if you focus on making other people happy all the time, you can lose sight of yourself. But as a as a composer, it's like my my job is to elicit emotions in people, and uh, 
that's that's really what I want to do at the end of the day is bring someone a complete and fulfilling experience that they can look back on fondly. <laughs> Speaking of that, I get so excited to send Ben money. <laughs> <laughs> is that what keeps you going at the yeah, through the hard times? Is he gets a percentage of the, the Steam paycheck, and like whenever I get it, it's like like I said, I I get a little sad because I worry about like who bought it, um, but I also get really excited to send Ben money. And, I think, and I get really excited to receive it. I mean, oh, yeah. if, if it makes you happy to send people money, you're always welcome to, <laughs> to send some to me as well. I mean, part of it is that he earned it, right? <laughs> oh, damn. Oh. He just got called out. Jamie. <laughs> we'll make a game soon enough. Well, I'm um, waiting till after Flamebridge. Well, we appreciate your respectful distance. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have some specific people um fans you might call them man um, there's so much more who that. who really love the game yeah. and i i'd say there's like specific fans that are that are really like absurdly excited about the game and there's maybe about 10 of them that i've met and um and, like, for them, it's just really exciting to try and give them a good game. If they're already, like, even the bad parts of the game, like, in previous versions, they don't even seem phased by. <laughs> so, like, I can't imagine what they'll feel like when we deliver what we want to. Well, it seems like they have an inherent understanding about what work and progress means <laughs> that that other people might not, yeah. might not have. But, uh, yeah, there are some insanely excitable people. Like, it, it blows my mind that there's, like physical fan art out there for our unreleased early access title. Oh, <laughs> like, that's it, so nice. It's crazy. And, and these people talk to us directly and they're wonderful people. And we've met some of them in person and some of them we haven't, but shout out to Prince Protea. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like that enthusiasm too is such a huge drive. Like seeing that because you, working on something every day, you start to lose sight of the big picture. And then seeing that someone can look at your game at face value and be like, Oh my gosh, this is exciting. Is, uh, really inspiring. Hmm. That's yeah. so lovely. I love, um, I think that's one of the, the nice things about things like Kickstarter and early access is this idea that you can bring people along with you on this journey, which can be very stressful hmm. as any, large group of people heading in the same direction <laughs> um, <laughs> is always, but it can also be very rewarding in the sense of knowing that there are people out there who care about what you're doing and want to be there to, to see it happen. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's wonderful. Well, before we, we sign off, I want to give you one opportunity, not one opportunity, but this opportunity, you can have other opportunities <laughs> later, but I want to say what's like a major learning or insight you would have for maybe small indie teams who are, are starting out? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> stalling. <here> with... <laughs> I sort of worry about, about before I even say anything, I sometimes worry that advice from me and Ben might not be good for everyone because we've also lucked out a lot with each other. Um, like we're lucky that we love each other enough that regardless of any frustrations in the development process, we both want what's best for each other. Um, while if you are like paired randomly or like you just found someone in your area to work on a game with, you might not have that same thing with. Um, so I guess the main advice I can do is with, with talking to people and like receiving criticism and stuff, probably the hardest thing for me to do is receive criticism. Like that's one of the things I struggle with. And um, I think the important thing for game developers specifically when someone criticizes your game is to know that you can take criticism and be very sweet about it. And then you don't have to like actually respond to it in your work. <laughs> you can, you can like, you can talk it over with someone else on your team and discuss whether there was a lot of merit to it or not. When I talk to Ben about criticism we receive, I warm up to it a lot more when Ben agrees with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, because, I don't know, like, Ben's criticism is way more important to me than, like, Joe Schmo's criticism. 
Um, Joe Schmo needs to but, stop emailing us. Uh, Joe Schmo <laughs> <laughs> needs to leave us alone. <laughs> um, but but it's it's good to just be nice and and respond. And you just I feel better about myself when I'm when I'm nice to people. Um, yeah, I often admire your responses on Kickstarter to people yeah. who are like, "What? Where's the game?" I, I actually, full disclosure, I was looking at your stuff the other day and prep for yeah. this podcast, and I was quite intrigued and blown away. I know you're super busy. Like I, I know personally how busy you are, but that, that you're still <laughs> finding time to like respond individually to people who are like, where the heck is this shit on Kickstarter? <laughs> it's super, it's very impressive. I don't know. It, it shows that you have a, a lot of investment and heart and concern for the, the people who liked your game. You're most astounded like by how long ago our last update was. <laughs> <laughs> well, me and me and everyone else on Kickstarter. Oh, damn. <laughs> Oh, no, it's true. What about you, Ben? Any? Oh, yeah. So, um, learning or full, full disclosure, uh, when I asked Michael to go first, it's because I was stalling. So sorry for throwing <laughs> under the bus, Michael, but, but I've got something now and I, th- I do think it's really important. Um, it's been especially important for me. Um, and, uh, that is the idea of not letting anyone else set your own limits um, like I, when I, I went to art school and personally I, I had a miserable time and, uh, it was because I was constantly being told what I was and was not capable of. Um, so, uh, it's like, it's like I would have all these project ideas and I would put them off being like, oh, well, I'm not good enough to do that yet. I'm not ready to do that. It's like the fact that the fact that you have that idea, that is what makes you good enough and you should never like the easiest way for a project to die is to say, I, I need more before I can start it. Like there's always something you can do in the moment. And, uh, that can be, that can be really hard to keep in perspective. So don't let others dictate what, um, like what, what you can and can't do. And, uh, it's like, if your situation makes it so that you can't find a collaborator, it's like, don't say, Oh well, I can't work without a collaborator. Like, take a take a Unity class if you can't program. Like, there's there are so many YouTube tutor- tutorials on like everything under the sun, and uh, you can. It's like I I've been working in Blender since I was eight, and uh, it's a three D modeling program, and I was um, self taught for most of that time, and I'm only just now uh, like taking classes on it, and it's something that I could have done a long time ago, and. Uh, really have improved at a much better rate. So um, to all those struggling creatives out there, you are worth your own time. And if you think that something's going to help you, uh, you should do it because the alternative is always doing nothing. And that's no good. I I switched my answer to Ben's answer. (laughs) (laughs) At its conception. You can't cheat on this test, (laughs) Michael. At its conception, Flambridge was way more than either of us could chew yeah um but now like we have a plan for finishing it and it's gonna be fine there's a little bit of faith in starting a project in that way when you don't know all the answers is that you start something and it's bigger than the skill or time or money but you just kind of have faith that it'll work out And you'll find it along the way on this parallel. It's actually kind of like a video game. Like in the beginning of a video game, you have nothing. I'm sorry, not to be cheesy, but like you start with nothing. You don't have anything. You have no idea if you're ever going to be able to like make it through this stupid game and through the process of like playing the game, you get the stuff, you get the skills, you like figure out what's going on. Yeah, it's definitely on the S curve. Things start off nice and smooth. And we're on the, uh, (laughs) we're on the, we're on the hill right now, but you're grinding. Things will even out. Did you say the sonic curve? The Sonic curve is a downward spiral, Michael. You know, Sonic thinks he's really slow at the beginning of Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. And then he finds the, like, what is it, the, like, the light dash hyper boots the, or whatever. Oh, no, that's Sonic Adventure 1. Come on, Michael. Come, Come on, on, Michael. He gets something. There, I think I think there's, like, the ring dash boots or something. He gets self-respect, yeah, Michael. Dash. He, so yeah, he gained <laughs> he gained the confidence he definitely had at the beginning of the game too. <laughs> he didn't let anyone else set his speed limits. 
Yeah, well, exactly. I, I think we have to end on Sonic because we opened with Sonic, <laughs> and I feel like it's now a nice... Like, like, uh, it's like poetry in bookmark, motion. not yeah. bookmark, bookends, not bookmark, bookmarks in the middle. <laughs> the nice bookends for our conversation. Well, thank you so much, you two, for coming on. I, I've never had a conversation with either of you that I haven't enjoyed, and it's been really pleasant thank to you. get to be super nosy about your feelings <laughs> and your relationship for an hour. Same, same goes know. for you. Thank you so much for same having us on. This has been, uh, this has been a blast. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Yes, anytime. And for all you listeners out there, I am very curious about your relationship with things that are in progress and how you your feelings on basically being a, along for the ride either as a creator of something that has been in progress for a long time or as a fan. I am I am a fan of many things that are work in progress and my relationships with all of them are very different. So um, what do you think about Flamberge? Um, <laughs> I love Flamberge. Yes! I tell people to buy it all the time, yes! which now I've realized I'm adding to Michael's guilt. So oh no! Well, I, I'm fine with it. Doing Keep doing that. it, Jamie. <laughs> I don't get the angry emails. Well, I will link down below for all of you who want to continue to be a part of the journey with Michael and Ben. And they have said that it should be within like the next year or two. Is that the hope? That that is the hope. Yeah, that's the hope. We said nothing though. I said year or two ish. You're too ish. Never know. <laughs> uh, but at the very least, you should follow, maybe not Ben on Twitter, but if you follow Michael on what? Twitter, <laughs> you'll get to see lots of, they are very beautiful images. Michael is a fantastic pixel artist. And I am coming back to Twitter, I promise. <laughs> follow me too. Jeez, Jamie. <laughs> His music. Uh, follow both of them. They're lovely. This is he has my... selfies he takes on the toilet. I do. Oh. Only at MAGFest, though. Uh, every time I take a poop at MAGFest, I take a selfie from the stall. <laughs> I find it's like really note, close to I am taking us. I am taking us out of this conversation. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I look forward to uh, the next episode in Gaming Broadcast. This is the part where we say bye. Oh, yeah, you, you go bye. Bye. You get to go bye. bye. See you, my little broad beans. Have a wonderful evening. Or wait, not evening. Wherever you are, whatever oh time. God. Have a wonderful time doing it. We're not even recording this in the <laughs> evening, Jamie. What are you doing? <laughs> All right. Thanks. You can hit stop on your audacity. Or, or, All right. On your audacity now. I'm excited. That'll be my zinger. You guys making fun of me. You're not even.